Yes. Part two, guys. Part two. Before we dive into it, I'm just going to pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We are so grateful. Thank you, Holy Spirit, the greatest teacher, that you will teach us your word this morning. We humble ourselves before you. It is not about us. It is all about you. So we thank you, you that you unveiled the mystery of, the, of your word into our hearts as well. And I pray for myself that you will think through my mind and speak through my lips. You will live big in me that I may speak as the oracle of God. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We bless your majestic name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just a quick recap for many of us that uh, we are not here last week. We've been talking about when this storm comes. When this storm comes. And we, uh, our main text was from uh, the book of Matthew. Matthew 20. Sorry, Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Wherefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him. To a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended. The flood came. The wind blew and beat on the house. And it did not fall. For it was founded, founded on the rock. Verse 26 now. But everyone who hears this saying of mine. And does not do them. We be likened to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the flood came, the winds blew, and beat on the house, and it fell. And great was its fall. When this storm comes, I'm not going to go through what we discussed. I'm not going to go through what we discussed last week. Uh, we do have a recording every Sunday. If you miss that, I will encourage us to go and listen to that to get that, the full um, revelation of what we talk about today so you can link them together. So it will make so much sense to us. But one thing I want to mention here is uh, the storm is coming to every one of us. Whether you're so spiritual or you're not spiritual. Whether you're a believer or you are not a believer. Whether you are young or whether you are old, this storm does not care who you are. This storm is coming to every one of us. I emphasize so much on the I will prepare for the storm because it is our preparation that determines the outcome. If you do not prepare, just like what we see in the scripture, you see, the same thing that happened to the person that does the saying, this the saying he was talking about, that put to work the word of God, or you're acting on the word of God. And with the same person, another person that doesn't act on the word of God, the same storm comes to both of them. They experience the same storm. The question is, are we prepared for the storm when the storm comes? And even as we speak right now, some people are going through storm. And I say, even if you, have, uh, you haven't gone through storm yet, bless your darling heart. <laughs> because it's coming. Uh, it's not about uh, I'm speaking negative. No, that is reality of the word of God. It's coming. It's what are you going to do when this storm comes? So this is what we've been looking so my, what I'm trying to do today is don't wait for this time to come before you start preparing. Many people, when they are, they are not in the midst of the storm, now they start want to prepare for the storm. But sometimes for some people, it is too late. Sadly, some people, they go down with the storm. 
The Bible says, great it is poor when the storm comes. Are you prepared? So the preparation for the storm is not just one-off. It's every single day. You keep preparing. Not only you're preparing for the storm, at the same time, you have to prepare for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says it will come as a thief in the night. Why sometimes uh, you are cooking? Why you are talking to your friend? The Bible says when the rapture comes, it will take one, it will leave another one behind. The constantly, as a believer, we are called to prepare for the storm. I'm so sad today. The devil is busy while believers are relaxing. Devil is busy because Bible says he knows he has a very short time. But do you know you and I also have a very short time? But we've misplaced our where our priority. But the devil set his own priority right. That is why he's winning unbelievers to himself, even in trying to convince some of the believers today to join him. You see, devil is busy. But what about us? Are we busy, busy with our own thing? Are we busy with things of the Lord? Are we ready? I will prepare. We also know the ten virgin. One, they call it foolish. It's very interesting. The same thing Bible refers to in the Bible. If you don't keep what I'm saying or my saying, you call it foolish. But if you keep what I'm saying, you call it your wise. The same story with the ten virgin, the one that keep their lamp burning, they call them wise. The one that roll out of light, the hoy, they call them foolish. Very interesting. And I'm also going to prove that what the Bible is saying. So that means if you're reading the scripture, you are not uh, acting on the word of God. In a way, the Bible is calling you foolish. Well, I didn't call you guys foolish. I'm just repeating what the Bible is saying. <laughs> I'm, just a I'm just a messenger. I'm just repeating what the Bible is saying. That means the Bible says you're foolish. Even get worse, which I'm going to go to. I'm going to talk about later on. I will prepare for the storm when the storm comes. A quick testimony. Uh, about, what's it? Uh, on Tuesday, I believe. On Tuesday, we just had the prayer. We finished prayer. I will put uh, my daughter to bed. It was an amazing testimony. Nothing was happening, the young girl. Nothing was happening to her at that time. I mean, everything was okay. Everything was good. I was just about to put them to bed. Tim was busy doing uh, something else. So. Then uh, she was complaining that she has this lump on her, uh, on her cheek. It was, it, was, it was actually big, to be honest. And I was touching it. No, I mean, there was no... Um, sign. Oh, just, just showed up. Just like that. Just showed up. The same night. She wasn't complaining about anything before that time. But just you're about to put your daughter to bed and just said, I, I could feel pain. And I saw it. I saw it. And uh, me, myself, and my older daughter, we saw it. We, fe we, fe we felt it. We touched her with me. We touched it. And it was very hard. And she kept on complaining. It was very painful. You know, this is part of the storm. Storm can be small, like I said, and storm can be big. Do you know one thing? If you don't do anything, that is something. If you are not prepared, you just overlook those, some of those stuff. The devil come as an introduction. He will introduce some of sickness and disease to you. He's looking for permission. If you are going to take it, he will tell you it's up to you. That's what the Bible says. Give no place to the devil. I will saw it there. And both of us, my other daughter and myself, we said, come on, let's pray. We lay hands. We command in the name of Jesus. We command every lump to dissolve and disappear. Very short prayer, guys. Very short prayer. Right, you know, you could feel the lump on your hand. The lump disappear under your hands instantly. It's not like a, um, you're waiting for it. To be honest with you, I wasn't even waiting for it to disappear, right? I'm just, I'm just going to pray because I believe. By the time you get up in the morning, everything is going to be gone. But right there, right there, both of us, we're a little bit like, what is going on? 
praise the Lord. And instantly, the old lump was disappeared because we are prepared. When we see any symptoms, any sickness, any disease coming to those kids, we, st we, st we stand our ground. We say no. Because the Bible says, give no place to the devil. Because every time you see, this is relating to the weather, to the season, you've missed the whole thing. That means you are not prepared at all. But you are prepared. Anything the devil comes and throws at you every single time, say there's a sheet of faith. When the devil is throwing the fiery death, according to what the Bible says, there's a sheet of faith on. The devil will come and test you. Bible says, in this world, we will have tribulation. He didn't say it will likely. You know, he said, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. But we have overcome the world. Imagine we, don't, we, couldn't, we didn't do anything. Then it could have been a, a very interesting story. Then now we start becoming worried. We couldn't pray. We couldn't do anything. We live it the way it is. And things escalate. Things get worse. Then things develop to the next level. Then all of a sudden, you don't know exactly what will happen after that. This has always been the issue. The devil's always come to give this trust. You see, you're bringing the parcel. Watching, are you, go, are you about to sign the parcel? That is the devil is bringing. He's bringing the parcel to your house. He said, are you ready to sign the parcel? Sign your life away. It is done. You're giving me the permission. I will leave the parcel with you. But when you say no, I refuse to accept any parcel from you, devil. That is why I said last week, we need to know the source of the opposition. If you don't know the devil is bringing to you, you're thinking it's the weather. You will not act on anything because you just know it is the season. Many people are saying this, you are going with the, with the way of the world, but you don't know things are spiritual. The spiritual thing is more real than the physical thing. Not until we come to realization that we are spiritual beings. And when you deal with things, you have to look at it from the spiritual perspective. Not until you change that mentality. Not until you change that belief system. You will never walk in the spirit realm. This is the problem today. Believers are walking in the physical. You are not meant to walk in the physical. Your, your place is the spirit realm. That is your place. But if you don't come to that realization, the devil will play you this way. You throw the other way. And we prepare for this time. But today, I want to talk about. Now we are in the. How do we prepare for this time? Then also from there, I'm going to talk about what are we going to do in the midst of the storm? Sometimes it might be too late. But can you still do something in the midst of the storm? How do we prepare for the storm? If you don't have, number one, if you don't have a prayer life, <laughs> you need to develop one right now. This is very urgent. If you don't have a prayer life, that is the key. Sometimes we do say, I used to say that, now I come to the realization, I said, no, I'm not going to say it anymore. We say prayer is the key. No, prayer is not the key. Prayer is, is the lifestyle. See, prayer becomes Jesus Christ's lifestyle. Sometimes it will pray all night long. Sometimes Jesus Christ's work is constantly in communion with the Father. See, God, has, God is calling us at the same time to the life of prayer. If you do not have prayer life, oh my God, oh my God, you are playing with fire. Prayer life is the real because it brings you into the contact with God, the Father. I'm not just talking about praying. <laughs> Knowing how to pray is more important than your paycheck. Knowing how to pray it's more important, I'll put it this way now, than your family. Knowing how to pray is more important than your job. 
Knowing how to pray is more important, oh my God, than your spouse. You know why? When you know how to pray, you can bring those, you can pray those things into manifestation. But if you don't know how to pray, you are playing with fire. In this world, we will have tribulation. How are you going to deal with this tribulation if you don't have the life of prayer? How can you want to bring the enemy down if you don't have the life of prayer? Prayer is a laughter. Prayer is the laughter of a believer. You don't, no, nobody even need to talk to us about that. It's our laughter. When the enemy comes like a flood in the middle of the night, what are you going to do? Crying? No way. You stand your ground in Christ Jesus. You take your place because that is the place you belong. You stand your ground. That is the place of the Son of God. You say, no. This is not the place for you, devil. See, devil won't ride on you because you have the life of prayer. Because you know how to pray. But if you don't know how to pray, you're playing with the enemy. You take it for granted. I don't want to dwell on this one for so long. I can talk more on this. But the next one. <laughs> you must spend time with the word of God. Stop spending time on the news. Spend time in the Word. You know how to pray, but that is not enough. You must spend time in the Word of God. Because God, Jesus Christ himself, had it is written when the enemy come. The devil come and showed up, came to tempt Jesus. Jesus Christ said, it is written. Oh, if you don't have it is written, in the midst of this storm, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? There's no life of prayer. There's no time spending in the Word of God. Many are spending their time in the news. News will never, it will never give you victory to overcome your storm. It is just an information. That information can affect you for the rest of your life. I know people say, we need to know what is going on. Trust me, I don't need to know what is going on. It will get to me. <laughs> In the day of Jesus Christ, there was no uh, Facebook. <laughs> Imagine Jesus Christ on the Facebook. I need to know what is happening here. <laughs> Some people tell you, I need to know what is happening so I can pray. No, you don't need to pray. You don't need to look for the, the news, bad news that is going on before you can pray. The Holy Spirit will bring it to you when you walk in the Spirit. Bible says, as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Because you are the sons of God, you have to be led by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit will bring it to you. We don't need to have excuse to read the news. Of course, I know. You want to know what is going on. Yes, but guess what? It will affect your faith. Yes, you might not want to accept that. But the day for me, I'm talking about my own testimony. The day I stop reading the news, my, my, my faith in Christ Jesus becomes so pure. There is nothing that is, there's no voices that is coming and standing against me when I'm believing for God for something. Because see, the point is, when you read those things, you see, when you want to believe God for certain things, the very first thing the devil will remind you what you read about related to your problem. Now, they, start as, they will stand as an obstacle. You want to believe the devil can bring those voices. Remember this. It will bring those images of what you see in the news. Remember this. It will bring those bad news of what somebody says. Remember this. And you want to believe. You find it hard to believe. Is it because of those images? It is very interesting. You say something. The picture already been taken. The devil will make sure. He bring it to your, to your memory. Now, if you... Move away from those things. The devil has nothing to remind you of. But because you spend time in the word of God, the only one thing you are reminded of is what is the word of God. That is what is constantly coming in. Whether you like it or not, whatever you put in will come out. If you put in the word of God, the word of God will come out. This is the way it is, guys. The life is not a joke. <laughs> oh, some people don't even know the reason why we are here. Some people don't even know the reason why we are here. 
<laughs> oh, it's a joke. Life is not a joke. So many sometimes we fall into the storm of life. That is when we, we, we find out. We somehow find out that life is so real, you see. Life has been so real the day you were born. But we've taken life for granted. But God is calling on the place of prayer. God is calling to the place of where he said you 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 dwell into the in that in that word of God. You shower yourself with the word of God. You soak yourself in the word of God. Then you become danger to the enemy. <laughs> you become untouchable. They will try and throw things with you. He said, No, you laugh at the face of the devil. Devil hates you when you are laughing. Because he wants you sad. That's why many people are sad. People are sad. You know what brings the devil so much joy? Your sadness. You know what brings a, a God joy? Your joy. God is sad because of how you feel. He's sad. He wants you to feel. That's why Bible says we have the high priest that has been through what we've been through. He knows exactly how we feel. That is the only one that can rescue us from those things we go through because he knew that he'd been through this flesh. That he knows exactly what you're going through. That's why the Bible says he's willing and ready to help. Must be ready to put the word of God to, to work. I'm going to summarize these three in the book of James. James chapter 1, 22 to 25. <clears throat> but be dwellers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Verse 24. For he observes himself, goes away, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues, that's a condition, he who looks in the perfect law of liberty, it didn't stop there. It didn't stop there, and continue in it. Now watch this. And is not a forgetful hearer, but a drawer of the work. This man, which man? Exactly. This man that look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, shall what? shall be blessed in what he does. See, somebody, is, somebody is waiting for God to do that. See, I'm, waiting, I'm just waiting for God to, to do everything. See, We are not playing their parts. There's a condition there. This man, looking into the perfect of liberty, continued daring. It's not a forgetful era, but the dweller of the work, this man, shall be blessed in whatever he does. You have to act on the God's word. See, many people are waiting for the word of God to work for them. You have to work the word of God to work it for you. <laughs> you have to make the word of God work for you by putting it to work. And you know what? This is when you and I become a blessing to one another. Because you put the word of God to work. And you see the manifestation and the reality of God's word. Then next, you become a blessing to other people that is going through what you've been through. Because the word of God becomes your strength. Because the word of God becomes your joy. The, the word of God becomes the rock that you lean on in the midst of this town. Bible says, he that keepeth my saying is a wise man. 
He that see the same thing he's talking about here. He is the one that is dweller of the world. He is the wise one. If you read the word of God, you don't do it. Bible call yourself, call you. You are deceiving yourself. Very interesting. You are not even deceiving somebody next to you. He said you are deceiving yourself. But another scripture, another verse says, you are deluding yourself. Very interesting. That is how we prepare for the mist, for the storm. But now, what should we do in the midst of the storm to get over the storm? Number one, <clears throat> I have about six things to do. I'm going to give us the nuggets. But I'm going to give us a scripture so we can study them. Number one, you need to you need to associate yourself with the right people. You cannot associate yourself with people of uh, they're talking negative. I've ever seen with those, those people, you pray for certain things. Oh, you know what? There's somebody that has exactly the same thing. He died. I start going to is that not helping the situation right here? That is not helping the situation. See? And you go to another place. Oh, we 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 done everything we could. I mean, not, nothing works. Right association. People that believe this exactly the way you believe. Because those are the people that will influence you. The Bible says, if you show me your friend tell you your future. Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 15, 33, do not be deceived. Look at that. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupt good character. If you have wrong association, they will corrupt you. If you are standing your ground for something that is critical in your life, and these people, they always speak, they always speak negative they never speak the word of God. They never speak life. And you tell him you are going to overcome. No, you are not. That is the principle of overcoming. The right association. People that think the way you think. People that think like exactly what the Bible says. That is the right association. Now another scripture. The book of Acts chapter 4 verse 23. <laughs> this is good guys. Be let go. Look at that. They went to their own company, the companions, and reported all that the chief preached and elders had said to them. <laughs> Verse 24. So when they heard that, they raised, watch this, before I read that, I want to say, we all know the story here, right? This is the story about Peter and John. They were arrested. And the priest told them, you must not teach and preach about Jesus anymore. And they sent them off. I mean, they, 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 they disciplined them and put them in jail. And yeah, you go. We don't want to hear anything about Jesus Christ anymore. Guess what? They were so excited. Look at where they went to. They went, said, be let go. After that, they left the jail. They went to their own company. And reported all that the chief priests as, and the elders had said unto them. So when they heard, who? The company. You see that? The very first thing the right association will do is let's pray. The very first thing the right association will tell you, what does the word of God say about your situation? They don't talk about the news. You see? They don't talk about what is happening in the world. They don't talk about, oh, the same thing that happened to this person that died. They don't talk about that. They talk about, what does the word of God say about your situation? What should we do? Let's pray. That is the right association. Look at what they do. And when they heard this, they raised their voices to God. With one accord and said, Lord, you are God. Who made heaven and earth and the sea 
and all that is in them. The very first thing that we must do is what? Pray. Many people can talk you out of believing. That is a wrong association. You believe God for something, they will talk you out of believing into unbelief. That is not the right association. For me, I don't care how long I've known you. If I know you, just say, and I'm having a terrible thing that I'm going through, and I'm believing God, and you're giving me those negative. I'm not going to hate you. <laughs> but I will say goodbye for, certain, for, for, uh, for, for some season. Because I know your unbelief will get on me and affect my faith. That it becomes an hindrances for my faith. And I don't want that. Because uh, you are in a critical situation. You don't need anyone to start talking doubt around you. All you need to do is somebody start speaking life around you. Because the Bible says life. In, the, in, the, in your tongue, life and death and the power of tongues. So what are we speaking? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? You don't hang around people that speak death constantly. You have to hang around people that speak life. Because that life is what changes your environment. That life is what changes. When you speak life to your body, they, they respond to what you say. These are the principles. Number two, you've got to find scripture that covers your case. If you don't have any scripture, you are not going to get anywhere because the scripture that you find is what laid the foundation for your faith. This is how you believe. You just don't believe, just, just, you're just floating right there. It doesn't work that way because when the enemy comes, the doubt will come. Fear will come. It's coming, guys. It's coming. I don't care how, how strong in your faith. Fear is coming. Doubt is coming. They will constantly knock on your door. In fact, they will remind you. They, remember what the doctor said? You got the 21 days to go. Every single night you go to bed. The doctor already said, they tell you that you only have 30 days to go. They will, the, the devil will remind you every single night. If you don't have the scripture, it is written. You will miss the whole thing. That's what the Bible says. We wrestle not. You see, you, you're thinking, you are just thinking. No, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. Because you don't see them, that doesn't mean they don't exist. <laughs> the devil will remind you every single night, hey, you have 20, 21 days left. So you can cry yourself to sleep. They will remind you early in the morning, you have 15 days left. So you will be going according to what the doctor says about you. If care is not taken. You don't have it, it's written. You don't have the scripture that covers your case. <laughs> this is how you believe, guys. <laughs> this is how you believe. You find to find scripture that covers your case. Because that lays the foundation for faith. When the enemy, enemy brings those thoughts, you know that it is written. No devil. I know exactly what the Bible says. You declare the word of God. This is exactly what happened to Jesus. The enemy bring that temptation. What did Jesus say? Three times. Jesus Christ had it is written every single time. What do we have? Do we have what the doctor is saying? God says, whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the report of the doctor? Are you going to believe the report of Jesus? If you don't know the report of Jesus, are you going to believe God? The word of God is the report of Jesus that you are standing on. I'm not saying it is easy, guys. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's easy. But when those thoughts come, they will flood your mind. You find it so hard to believe God. Because that's why it's so difficult when you're ready, you're trying to prepare in the midst of the storm. It's so hard. And we encourage you guys today. If you're not going through anything, you start, start getting there. Remember, you have to have a prayer life. Number two, you got to spend time in the Word of God. Number three, you better be ready to put the Word of God to practice, to work. But now, if you're in the midst of some, but there's still hope for you. There's still hope. Because God has never been late 
Your case might be too worse. No, but to God, it's completely nothing. God has never been late. All you need to do, just believe. Find that scripture that covers your case and stand on that word because the word of God is so powerful. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, Bible says study this book of, of instruction. Can you see that? Continually meditate on it day and night. So, look at that. In every scripture of God's word, there's always a condition. There's always a part to play as a believer. And God is committed to his own part. If you are not committed to your own part, God is not committed to his own part. Guys, things don't work automatically. <laughs> if you're expecting things to work automatically, no. Especially if you're in Christ Jesus. So sometimes we use it, I was so lucky. <laughs> you don't need, believers shouldn't be using that word. You should, you should take that, that, that particular lucky, take it out of believers' uh, dictionary. You are not, you are not lucky. Divine arrangement. God arranges it to line up for you. Someone says, I, I, I'm, I'm just so lucky. No, you are not. You are not. Lucky shouldn't be part of uh, our conversation. I was lucky. No. I was so blessed. So blessed be the name. I am so blessed. Blessed. Thanks be unto God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. It is a who has blessed us with all luck. No. I was lucky. No. I don't even remember the word I, the last time I used lucky. A luck. I don't I do not remember. The Holy Spirit will give it to you. That's the blessings of God as a believer. The Bible says, so you will be sure. Look at that. Be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, only then, only what then? Afterwards, you've got the scripture. You've meditated on that scripture day and night and obey, you see? Be sure to obey it. Only then, you will what? You will prosper and succeed in all you do. These are there. These are there. If God is just not wanting to, you to do anything, that God is going to be doing everything for himself, there's no need for, for scriptures. We just need to know that God is going to do everything for us. But God put it there. <laughs> so you do your part, then he will do his own part. But so many times, you, we don't want to do our own part. God, you do everything. <laughs> Number Number three, you must not consider your storm. And this is very interesting part. That means you must not consider your circumstances. And we have uh, a lot of examples like that in the scripture. The story about Peter walking on the water. Peter was fixing his eyes on Jesus. And he was walking on the water. Everything, if he stopped there, everything is looking great. But the moment he looks, uh, he shifted his eyes off Jesus and looking at the storm. The Bible says he starts sinking. You know, the same thing to Abraham. You know, before the Abraham become the father of many nations, the father already called him Abraham, the father of many this even happened after 25 years. 25 years later, that is when that thing become reality. But you know, God the Father already started calling him the father of many nations. See, it's not only about your circumstances. Your identity is already in Christ. It is what call you. It's what matters. Circumstances, it is not the, it is not the issue. What people say does not matter. 
But what the father say about you is what matters. God already called Abraham the father of many nations. He has no child whatsoever. This later happened 25 years later. Isn't that interesting? Now watch what Abraham did. Very interesting. Romans chapter 4, 19 to 21. Be not weak in faith. Look at this. He considered not his own body, now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he has promised, he was also able to perform. Look at that. The verse 19. The Bible says he considered not his body. If Abraham was considering his own body and the deadness of Sarah's womb, trust me, he would be walking in unbelief. You know the reason why he, he shifted his focus from his own body, because that is not going to help in this situation anyway. <laughs> but he focused on the promise of God. That is exactly what we, we must do. It is difficult. I'm not saying, guys, I'm not saying it is easy. But it is something that can be done. If it can be done, God will never ask us to do it. Because if God knows we have no ability to do it, now it becomes unjust. Now he expects too much of us. Well, he knows we have no ability to do it. But he knows what is inside of us. He knows that the greater one will strengthen us to do, to believe exactly the way God wants us to believe. That is what he's talking about. You must not consider your situation. The pain is in your body. Bible says, consider not your body. Yes, whatever that is going on in your family, God is saying, consider not what is going on. Don't consider that storm. Consider the promise. Consider me. Don't look at the problem, but fix your eyes on me. But you know one thing? The struggle you're going to face here, this is reality, guys. The devil will try everything to fix your eyes on the problem. And we'll be telling you, you shift your eyes on God, you see, he will tell you you are lying. You tell people that by straps I'm healed, they say you are lying. <laughs> you declare the word of God. I am an overcomer. No matter how I feel, I am not moved by what I see. Some people say you are lying. See, the situation hasn't changed. But the word of God remains the same. What you are doing, you are declaring life. What the word of God says about your situation. You are not declaring situation. You are declaring life. If you are declaring the word of God over your situation. If you can only understand this principle, you will overcome every situation, every single time. <laughs> oh, the word of God works, guys. <laughs> Some people might say, I've been there. I'm not giving you guys theory. This is not theory. This is reality. I'm not saying I'm just, I'm just teaching about this. I've been there too. <laughs> but it works for me. But if it works for me, and you and I, a child of God, we are children of God, it will work for you too. If you can just believe, we believe the word of God. You must not consider your problem. You must not consider what you go through. This part is very important because you can go by the emotion. The situation does not look good, guys. It does not look good. The pain is real. <laughs> what are you going to do? You just pray. I just pray for you. You still feel the pain. You just confess by his stripe, I'm healed. See, one minute later, you, feel, you still feel the pain. What are you going to do? your emotion is going to get in the way. you got to go by your feeling. This is where it's difficult, guys. This is the point. This is where many people lose the battle. You're going by the way you feel. You're walking by sight. This is the way. This is the place. This is the place. This is where many people sing. I wish you could know this, guys. But if you can stand on the word of God, 
you must not look at the circumstances. You must not look at the problem. That is when God showed up in a mighty way. Because you trust me. Even though the way you feel, you set your eyes on me. He will always show up. Never disappoint. The next one. I'm finishing soon, guys. You must constantly resist doubt and fear because they will keep coming. Constantly. Sometimes when I believe in God for something, you pray. <laughs> Nothing has changed, guys. Nothing has changed. You fast. You remain the same. Sometimes I will pray all night. I mean all night. Sometimes I will pray all day. Nothing changes, guys. <laughs> oh, but guess what? The moment you start walking, the devil will remind you. You see that? It's still there. Nothing has changed. But constantly, he wants to get me into doubt. Sometimes when I'm walking on the street, I can scream, it's only me. Fear, I resist you in Jesus' name. Doubt, I resist you in the name of Jesus. I keep walking again. Say 10 minutes later, the same thing happened again. This is the fight where we fight, guys. This is why Christianity is not a joke. If you think it's a joke, you better think again. But at the same time, God, God has given us victory. If you do this, if this time become part of you, you don't need to go through all of this length anymore. That is your lifestyle right now. I know it can be hard for some people. They haven't done this before. But if we are going to stand your ground, then this is the way to maturity. This is the way to growth. You can never grow spiritually if everything is always smooth for you. It is impossible. Everything is always smooth for you, you can never go spiritually. Because there is no room for trusting God in your situation. So when you go through certain things, you see you've been put in a position to put your own trust in God because it's not all about you. It's all about Him. But when you overcome all those situations, all those problems, you keep growing in faith. When you spend time in prayer, you increase in the spirit realm. Oh, oh my. This is why the enemy become afraid of you. Oh my. You are walking in the power of the most high God. Because you know, I have been there. I have been there. No, I can never fall. Because I knew the word of God was there for me. I'm going to stand again on the word of God. You know, that is when you become free. Oh my God. Fear is coming. You have to constantly resist fear. That is a spiritual warfare, guys. It's in the mind. The battleground is right here. The devil only needs to get you to doubt. That's all you need. He doesn't need anything from you. I'm going to get you to doubt that this thing doesn't work. That's all. I'm going to get you to doubt when you resist the devil. You see, you see when you cast out demons, they don't go, sometimes they don't go immediately. They put on a fight. No, I'm not going. You know, you say, what? I mean, because you know your authority in Christ. You'll be laughing. Out there, you say, what? You're not what? You are going. They said, no, I'm not going. You are going. <laughs> because you know your authority. You smile at the devil. Because you've been there before. You know what belongs to you in Christ Jesus. But if you don't know, you become afraid of the devil. Now the devil takes advantage of you. Now the devil becomes so big than God. And God is this tiny. The devil is this big. That is many people, many people fear devil today. Many Christians, they fear devil, but they don't fear God. It's opposite. Doubt is coming. And doubt and fear, they are coming to steal your blessing. They are coming to steal your health. They are coming to, see your, to, to steal your victory. They are coming to steal your freedom. 
they are coming. They are thieves. They are coming to kill. They are coming to steal. They are coming to destroy. They are thieves. If you don't know, you've got to know. So that's why you must not allow them to come and steal. That is the reality of Christianity. Now constantly declare, declaring your victory over the storm. Bible says, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. He said, let us hold fast the confession of our faith. He said, hope here. Without wavering, for faithful is he that promised. He's telling you, hold fast to your belief in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, hold fast. It tells it tell you it requires some effort not to let go. So there will be something that wants to move you. He's telling you, hold fast to that confession of what you believe of who you are in Christ Jesus or what Christ has done for you don't let go of it that is what he's saying here don't let go of what you believe your declaration in Christ Jesus see we have uh, all this declaration about uh, about finances you know the two areas the devil we we attack you most Do you know those two areas finances and your health those two areas it will fight you to I mean it will fight you to the core if you know, if you think uh, Jesus Christ wants you to be poor, blessed be the name of the Lord, because you will never know how to believe God for that. If you know Jesus Christ wants you to be, be sick, you will never trust God for that. Because you will, not have, you, will, you will not have the word of God for that, guys. You will not have the word of God. If you don't have the word of God, there's no way you can have faith for the word of God. Those are the two areas. Then when those two areas become so significant in your life, do you know what? They will spill in every areas of your life. Then they will become, but those are the main root. But they, they cause other problems. You see that? But if you don't get those things right, that is why I see many people, they spend time just talking about healing. Many people sick. Many people are sick, guys. <laughs> Have you, seen, you know, guys, guys. Have you seen people in pain? You and I, we've been in pain before. Have you seen people going through trouble? You and I knows that. And somebody is saying, healing, it is not the will of God. Many people go through prayers. Many people are given days to live. And somebody is saying, it is not the will of God for healing. Some people are going through the same thing right now. And people are saying, it is not the will of God to heal today. Oh, God. First Corinthians 15. 57. The text be unto God who has given us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to finish with this. The final one is the Thanksgiving. First Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. In every situation, <laughs> no matter what the circumstances, this is the amplifier version. He said, be thankful. <laughs> Continually giving thanks to God. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. This is not to thank God for that situation that is going on in your life. No. Because God didn't cause that evil in your life. God didn't cause that storm in your life. But this is to thank God for the victory he has given to you over that storm even though it doesn't look like it right now it is not all about the emotion it is not all about the feeling it's all about what God says about your situation 
That is why I say you can boldly say, God, even though I do not see it right now, but I know you are working on my behalf, even though I don't see it. That is when, that is the sacrifice of praise. Bible says, let us therefore offer the sacrifice of praise unto God continually. What is the sacrifice of praise? When things are not working well. But you say, God, I don't see the result, but I'm going to give thanks unto you. Even though I don't feel like it, but I'm going to give thanks unto you for what you have done. You say, that is a sacrifice of praise. You don't feel good, but you say, no, you know, I'm stepping out. I'm praising God. You see, when you don't go through troubles, you can jump and pray. Oh, yeah, yeah, praise God. You say, you can praise God. But when the storm hits, are you going to praise God? I want us to bow our head for prayer. Father we thank you we give you praise you know exactly right what we are going through you know exactly how you feel you know exactly the pain somebody that is going through stuff. But I want us to, you know, whether you are here also going through some serious stuff. Whether serious stuff, whether it's not serious, it doesn't matter. Some is a storm, whether small. pray. We break every power so you and I can pray. This is where we're supposed to be a prayer church. Nothing move without you and I pray. Nothing shift at all without you and I pray. That's what the Bible says. Whatsoever we bind on this heart shall be bound in heaven. The responsibility is on us on this heart. Then after that, the, the heaven will back us up. And through that, that is when we pray. I want us to raise up our voices. If anybody is going through, you know somebody, you know somebody that is going through some tough stuff next to you. Or you know you yourself, you're going through some tough stuff. I want us to pray that God, let us take authority. Let's speak life right now over that situation. Because that situation needs to respond to our authority in Christ Jesus. Yes, I want us to raise up our voices. Come on, guys. Come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We come against right now in the name of Jesus. We break every storm in the name of Jesus. Storm of life in Jesus' name. Yes, in the name of Jesus. We declare peace on you in Jesus' name. We break your power in the name of Jesus over our families. In Jesus' name, over our lives. In the name of Jesus, over our bodies. In the name of Jesus. Every storm of life we are going through. In the name of Jesus, we put an end to you right now. 
in the name of Jesus. Oh, Makatine Mokroma Makosite, Repa Pakosite Kandrama Kosotina Katasite, in the name, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we break down every stronghold in our families, in the name of Jesus, we break down every stronghold in our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, we come against every storm of life. In Jesus' name, we declare peace over you. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want us to, just for two minutes, I want us to pray in tongues. Yes, power. He's speaking in tongues. Bible said we do not know how to pray as we ought to. But we have the Holy Spirit interceding for us. I want us, yes, come on guys, let's speak. Let's speak in tongues. Oh, mama I reketa mokroma pakotisa, neketa neketa nakuta, neketa nekroma.